0: Welcome to Authentic Living with Roxanne on
1: Global Voice Radio. Join Roxanne Durhage and her thought-provoking conversations, the catalyst to live your life to the fullest. It's uh, Roxanne Durhodge. So nice of you to join me again uh, with Authentic Living with Roxanne. So as you know, I talk about authenticity in uh, relationships and today I have a very uh, dear, dear friend and uh, her name is Lori Flasco and she's from Lori Flaskin Associates. So Lori is, um, epitomizes what it is to be authentic, in my opinion, from everything that I've seen her do um, in in the church that we go to, which we've been involved with in a long time, but just out in the community. So I'm gonna tell you a little bit about Lori and Lori's gonna fill in the blanks. Um, So welcome Lori.
0: Well, thank you Roxanne, thanks for having me.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna, touch the high points of Lori, and then Lori's going to tell you a little bit more. So uh, Lori is the owner of Lori Flasken Associates, um, and she has, uh, you know, has been um, working as a professional coach, trainer, and and in the expertise of customer services for well over 20 years, Uh, along with leadership development and team building. um, She began her career as part of the pre-opening team at Casino Niagara, couple minutes down the street from me here she is the a graduate of royal roads executive coaching program um you're a certified trainer a design training designer and a facilitator background in human resources and you're a faculty member of leadership usa um, which you've been involved with for a long time so Lori, that's kind of what am i is there any other things that i think um you should be highlighted i kind of took certain things off your bio
0: um no i think i work with a wide range of organizations from hospitality to manufacturing um, utilities so it's, uh, it's been a great career and I really like to help organizations create good results and get them to the best place where they need to.
1: So you know what, tell me a little bit about, you've been in the field uh, of, of coaching and training for you know 20 years, that's a, that's a long time. So tell me what, um, what kind of got you you know wanting to get into this field and kinda, um, I think I know a little bit of the back history, but uh, tell me more and, and the people that are listening, So that they understand um, how you entered uh, the field
0: well you know what some things just happen right Roxanne I had uh, I worked in hospitality when I was a kid Um, I ended up being working for the federal government for about 13 years and uh, left uh, during the downsizing time and I went on to open up uh, the casino the first casino in Ontario which was really fun and uh, it was uh, an amazing learning experience. And I say I learned like 10 years of, of experience in a two year period. I went on and I opened up the race spot slots around the province doing customer service and team leadership. And then I, uh, one of my big contracts out was working with White Oak Conference Resort and Spa, being a number two employer. We've uh, had some training, customized training on their like the, their customer service is amazing. Um, so we developed training programs. So that was sort of a start. And then since then, it's just really um, gone in so many wonderful directions.
1: Wow, so really the the bulk of it was really quality services. And I'm gonna assume with quality services, you're really kind of tapping into people's approach to dealing with the public and kind of um, accentuating what kind of things they need to highlight to be able to connect and understand people's needs out in whatever environment they're in.
0: Oh, absolutely. And so, whether and you know, I I talk a lot about customer service, but it even backs up further. You need strong leadership um, in order to you know make sure that you've got an engaged work environment. So it's it's all of those components together: um, building strong teams, building um, personal development and growth, all of that. So it, yeah, it's been amazing.
1: So when you say long um, strong leadership translates out to um, superior customer service. Can you, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Because I'm curious, like how, um, how that kind of works in an organization?
0: Well, you know, today about 70% of employees is what, uh, research shows aren't engaged in the work environment. And six, about 16%, 16 to 20% are really disengaged. And you think if those are your employees, your frontline employees dealing with your customers, um, what kind of service are they going to deliver? And so one of the, the things that we know is employees want to feel valued. They want to feel appreciated. want to feel appreciated for doing, you know, doing a good job every day. And so it's their leadership that that's their responsibility. And, and leaders have a lot of different responsibilities, certainly to, be ta- to get the tasks done, to bring in um, the dollars and the resorts. Uh, res, uh, results but the way they do it do it also matters so they, a leader has to have people that want to follow them and um, that whole engagement piece having strong leaders which walk the talk and, um, and really develop and ensure that they have an engaged work environment creates great customer experiences
1: so I would think that it takes a heightened leader um, to be able to be in tune uh, well, what the needs of every level of the organization, um, every need's gonna be different from your frontline to your middle managers to your executive team to you know being at the top. But get you're getting an aerial view. And sometimes I've heard about this complaint, um, and maybe you, you know, obviously you wouldn't have had experience with this, that people sometimes, when they don't have effective leaders, are afraid to filter up the information. <laughs> to the the you know the 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 ceo floor for fear of how it's going to be received do you find that um people kind of are reserved with how or what they share with ceos maybe ceos that are connected versus ceos that aren't Uh,
0: it's it's funny so whether you say ceo or whatever level of the organization i was just doing an emotional intelligence session the other day and we were talking about the impact of someone's emotions, so no matter what level of the organization, um, if you are not being able to recognize and be aware of your emotions, and then to be able to manage them, it can, once the words come out, you can't take it back, they're out there. And so how powerful it is um, to manage those words to create dynamic work environments, to create trust with your employees. Um, because Trust can be lost really quickly if you aren't aware of, of how things are. In that same session, I, I spoke to a leader who was um, very, very busy. She was uh, in the middle of her development week, and she was trying not to let her employees see how, how stressed she was. And her employees, and we were, we were talking about kindness as well. I was doing um, a session on kindness advantage, and, and she was sharing how her employees, noticed how she was acting at that point and all three of them gathered their chairs around her and said we need you to identify three things that you can delegate right away and we're either going to do it for you or find someone who can and she said it was the biggest gift of kindness for her the leader um, and that made such a big, you know, again, made such a big difference for her. So this whole kindness thing or the way we treat each other, um, it, it's got this loop. So as employees, sometimes we think, oh, it has to be our, our leaders that are appreciating us. But how critically important it is to appreciate up and, and develop those relationships too. And, and throughout the organization, it's contagious.
1: Well, I think that whole element, and I know you're going to talk a little bit about the kindness advantage, which I think is a phenomenal thing, because, you know, I think of when we raise our children or, you know, we tell them to go out to, into the community and say, please and thank you, or to smile. These are some basic things that I know I do with my son, and I'm sure you you did it with your daughter and continue to do it, um, even though she's an adult. But it's it's basic things. I think when we get into an organization, sometimes... We think that the leader is supposed to be a certain way and we don't kind of think about our role as say the employee but I think it is a reciprocal thing but culturally um, if you have leadership that understands this um, and filters it out in different touch points so you know um, you know the Gottman Institute I don't know if you know much about them but they talk a lot about couples for instance but it, it translates out into relationships of touch points right so that in fact if you get five five positives you can handle one uh critical or constructive uh criticism but if you kind of don't get that five to one ratio what happens is if if you are my say my supervisor and you're coming down the corridor heading towards my office and the last time you came down or had a touch point with me was around um giving me feedback that was less than positive i'm gonna have a visceral reaction to oh here comes my supervisor, versus if someone is continually you know, trying to understand what's happening with you on an ongoing basis. So I can see how, how that makes a difference.
0: Absolutely. You know, it, just jumping on that research, so five acts of kindness in a marriage, they say, shows it's going to be a positive um, marriage, one-to-one cascade to divorce. Um, but along with what you're saying, certainly five-to-one, but when you look at the, you know, the top performers, they typically get six to one. And mm-hmm. so if you think of the bottom, whether, and I don't even wanna say the bottom, but the average sometimes doesn't even get one to one. So mm-hmm. if the, the top performers are six to one, what do you need to do uh, in order to engage those other employees that, that aren't getting what they need, which is kind of, again, that whole cycle, right, Roxanne?
1: Oh, absolutely. And what we know, like um, from my uh, consulting background, right? So like, for instance, in employee assistance programs, which is where for psychological health and wellness, let's say the benchmark for hospitals, to, for instance, or 15% of uh, people would come for services in any way that keeps them away from work. Right. So those are the people that know I need to talk to somebody. But what they found uh, research wise is within those organizations, Laurie, uh, It's 20% of the people that go on to short-term disability. Mm -hmm. Those are the people that aren't engaged at all. They're not even aware to say, I'm having a difficulty say in um, because I'm stressed because my mom's not well or whatever to maybe go seek some assistance. So they're unaware that they're unaware and they're kind of going on and kind of... um, you know, dealing with a lot of things. And those are the people that eventually impact, you know, the health of an organization because year after year, if they're not getting assistance and not getting support, then those are the ones that cost organizations the most money, unfortunately.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, so those touch points are very, very important because you never, you never know. What someone is going through, right? And oftentimes, what we know, it's it's generally generally not work related. It's often related to something else outside of the workplace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me, um, tell me more about the kindness advantage because I think that plays in. You know, when you say customer service, uh, which is where you started, this I think this kindness advantage really takes it up another level and 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 talks about you know, gentleness and, be, and being good to others. So tell, tell the listeners a little bit more about it.
0: Well, you know, it's funny. I, I had a, originally when I had this concept, I had a hard time in my head merging the two. Uh, I had uh, written a book, co-written a book um, with a, my co-author, Julie Christensen, uh, a number of years ago called Bullying is Not a Game of Parents Survival Guide when my daughter had been bullied and experienced bullying and we went through um, an incredible journey and uh, wanted to make sure that parents uh, knew how to deal with mental health and schools and all of that. Well, I spoke about bullying for a number of years to you know parents, teachers, students, and it's a really hard subject. And it wasn't until I had a moment where I met someone that I had a couple of years prior where I had met her during a presentation and uh and she said to me that day she looked at me and she said i want to thank you and i said and i'm thinking she wants to thank me because afterwards we talked about you know her being bullied and how she became a bully and she wanted to make changes in the school so i was expecting that was the thanks and she said to me i want to thank you because you told me i was beautiful and no one else had ever done that before And I'll tell you, Roxanne, that blew me away because, first of all, I, I didn't remember it. And two years later, that's what this girl remembered was such a small, in my mind, small comment, an authentic comment, as you talked about, but that made a huge difference for her. And I thought, at that moment, it's not bullying I need to talk about, it's kindness and how just those amazing simple kindness can make um, comments or smiles and sometimes acts can make a difference in somebody's life because you never know what people are going through and you know whether you're a leader whether you're a co-worker um, kindness can certainly be difficult it can be tough but when you're deliberate about it it not only changes the other person which you might never know what the impact is but there's also so much research that it changes you. And I can tell you that from my own personal practice, it has a big impact on whether it's mood, whether it's, um, as you said, the feeling of love that we give to other people, the compassion. There's so many amazing happiness um, results uh, of intentional, deliberate, and certainly not to eliminate the spontaneous kindness too. It's just been a huge benefiting
1: and gift to people. And I think, you know, after being in the corporate sector for a lot of years, and I know you've been too, things can get, you know, busy and tiring. And, you know, we have deadlines and projections and all that stuff. And everybody gets tense and stressed. And, you know, I'm sure you would agree. And I, you know, I think of a situation I was in and I, you know, I, Uh, I'll give you an example of this so I was in a a corporate situation and it was tough there was you know mergers acquisitions you know how it goes it's you know it's like the tumble that happens in corporate and um, I was part of a team and clearly you know there was a lot of change and most people didn't know what was happening and most people were stressed they were working more and all those things And I was part of one team that was going through major change. And I'll never forget because these are the moments that you remember, right? And everybody's like barely holding on by their fingernails, right? They're like stressed and we have to get it done and we have to do so much more with so much less and blah, blah, blah. And um, my supervisor was the opposite of kind. Mm -hmm. not just to me but to most of the people on the team Mm -hmm. and I think the stress had gotten to her so at such a profound level that it really became kind of unbearable for most of the team to deal with and um long story short you know um you know that situation ended for me it ended for her and uh let's say two months later six months later I, I run into her and she comes over to me and I'm at a corporate situation and she says to me, um, I just want to let you know that that was the toughest time in my Mm -hmm. life. And I said, so she says, forgive me. Um, because I didn't know what to do and I just wanted to let you know that after you left, um, I had to take a leave of absence. Mm -hmm. Now, This is what you're talking about, I think. This is a good example, because had she, somewhere along the line, Lori, said to myself or my other teammates, even though we knew the pressure was there, because we were feeling it, obviously her pressure was, because she was above us, her pressure was worse than us. Um, Had she, you know, said something like, this is tough on all of us, I know this is a hard time. Let's band together. We'll try to figure out, you know, what we can't figure out together. That would have made such a difference in my life. And I remember after being so upset, and then when I ran into her, the fact that she could even say that, and she she said to me, can I have a hug? And And that made the difference. You know, so going back again to what you're saying about those acts of little pieces of kindness. Like even though um, things can get rough and we know that out there sometimes, be, depending on the environment that you're in, um, what a difference that could have made, you know?
0: You know, it's funny, you, you, I, I wrote a, a, a note down here because I don't want to forget it because you kind of get two things. Um, there's a saying, and I, and I hope I ha- get this right. The people who need love and understanding the most, sometimes de- uh, deserve it the least. Said that. Mm. I actually put that up on my computer screen as a reminder because, you know, I remember going through really rough time with my, when, when my daughter wasn't well, I called myself momzilla. Um, sometimes <laughs> I wasn't very, very nice. And sometimes I was short and I didn't know how to ask for help. And I didn't know I was going through it. And there's some people in my world that, yeah, I mean, good for that manager that she had the opportunity to come back and to say that. Because sometimes we, um, either people move away or we don't get a chance to. So there, you know, I think we make mistakes in life and we learn from them. But if we could um, do two things, if we could recognize our emotions at the beginning and as you said, ask for help um, and sometimes we can't, then we do have to. What a wonderful gift to apologize or to ask for forgiveness. But as an employee going through that, how would it have been, and I know it's really hard, but for even the employee to recognize what's going on in my manager's world that's making it so tough for my manager too. And I think if we can start seeing it from both perspectives, sometimes we might be able to help each other through the journey. It's not easy. But I think that awareness and that ability to be empathetic and compassionate, especially in the difficult times, um, might bring some awareness and, and some healing.
1: And you're right. Easier said than done. Right. So I know when I when I deal with people or I coach people, I often say to them, you know, let's say you're having a tough interaction. What's going through your mind right now? Bring up bring up the most difficult person in your workplace right now tell me what immediately comes to your mind tell me what you're telling yourself about that person Mm -hmm. then tell me based on that thought how are you feeling and what does it make you want to do when you see that person right because a lot of people you're right don't have the awareness because because it becomes you know um, she's abrupt um, she's rude or um, you know he has no patience or whatever and once you start to label as you know then it becomes more difficult to Uh, be able to kind of open the space for possibility because you become kind of closed down so with the eq um things that you did in the environment what was that like when you um did you do some assessments and then review it with the team members what how how do you work with the eq well um, so at this
0: point i haven't been doing
1: assessments
0: i've been um, more of an awareness where an individual does some assessments themselves and see what areas they want to work in oh, okay and through coaching um that's something that we you know we we talk and work through together through the workshops it's looking at a number of the different areas and some strategies so certainly some wealth, self-awareness and right. some strategies to work through each one because as you know EQ hits so much. It's whether it's teamwork, whether it's the customer experience, whether it's leadership. So there's so many different um, applications with it. So whether, you know, you're just talking about EQ or you take that information and you apply it into other areas uh, is something that I do as well.
1: And a a powerful um, information for all of us, right? So the more that we understand, when we get stressed or where EQ goes with certain scenarios that that much more powerful. So, um, I want you to talk about the kindness advantage and, um, you know, the local store that we both go to. Um, and cause I know you did a, a Facebook live there, uh, which I watched, but I, I think I would like, uh, I would like for you to, um, share a little bit about what you do with an environment and what what your goal is with the kindness advantage. Cause I think, I'm sure there's people listening that would love to help you with it also.
0: Well, so there's a number of different ways that I do it. I certainly go into organizations, which is so much fun, and challenge them to do a 1,000 Acts of Kindness. So we come in, we talk about it, we play with it a bit, and then they go at it, and they um, gather stories, and they as together, um, they, they even assess Impact on their organization, and that's been amazing because we've seen increase in happiness, increase in productivity, and morale. So just being able to show that to them and then make that ongoing uh, part of their culture uh, has been fun. The other part that I've done with it is um, when I started to speak at conferences, I reached out to McDonald's because I love their coffee. And uh, McDonald's gave me a number of coupons to pay it forward. Because if you've ever been in the, you know, in the, the drive school and somebody buys your coffee for you, it's such a fun feeling. And so I got these coffee coupons now. Um, and, and I had spoken a number of conferences and I had a whole bunch left. And I thought, what could I do with these? Because people love them. Uh, so I decided that there's so many kind businesses out there why don't we instead of complaining why don't we highlight the ones that we love that are kind businesses and start this movement and so it started by me posting something on facebook asking for people to nominate the, their kind of business and it it went to um i think it's called mckay's heating and plumbing and heating in um st catherine's and it went to hostess niagara and then it landed at Lococo's, which is so funny because that's the store that you and I talked about. Yes. And I went into Lococo's, I was, you know, just going to go and do a, an interview with him.
1: And I caught a hold, um, and met the buggy guy. You and I talked about this. <laughs> you know? I, I know it's, I know it's, I've, I've got to introduce myself to him when I go t- next time for sure.
0: And Danny, the manager at Lococo's, I mean, what an amazing store. They're family oriented, but... Danny said this guy just makes everybody smile and since I've done the interview everybody's talking about him He's just so friendly and so so helpful So when you have a culture that's helpful and friendly it just you know the customers love it because customers keep wanting to come back So after I did that I left it with Danny saying who's your who's the kind of business you know and that went on. Now I'm going to be talking to Penn Financial um, very soon on Bunting Road, and wow. Penn is already. So here's a spoiler alert. Penn okay. Is dominating Thorold Auto, like Thorold Auto. I, okay. Amazing story there. But also, there's a place, Galt, um, Galt, Galt View Restaurant in Cambridge. They brought on um, a young woman uh, who has special needs. They took her under their wing, they trained her, they loved her, the customers loved her and um, I had a chance to interview them and to share this kindness wave through their community and now it's going on and on. Wow. Back then, people love to get involved and jump, I call it a wave of kindness, Mm -hmm. love to jump on these waves. And how cool would that be if people started just to recognize rather than focus on things that aren't right. Cause there's a lot of them right now, but why not focus on the, the so many more things that are positive and kind in our environment, just that we keep going and, uh, and they're already here, but it just inspires other people and it feels good.
1: Absolutely. And you know, think about it, Lori, we all have to work. We all have to live in communities and, you know, it's nice to feel good. Like, I mean, when you walk into somewhere, um, you know, church, we expect it, but you know, why not other places, right? It shouldn't be on a particular day between a certain time. And have you ever heard about the water project where this Japanese, uh, researcher, uh, talks to water and you should look into.
0: Does it change the format of the water?
1: absolutely absolutely. and when it's negative energy and you know he would talk to the water and tell it you're stupid you're no good blah 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 and then he would you know he did a you know another part where he just said nice kind things Mm -hmm. it's amazing you need to if you haven't seen it i want you to go look at it because this is perfect for what you're talking about because what are we made of 95 percent water
0: well let me tell you i don't think Oh, you can't see this. This is too bad. Okay, I can't uh, see it. Can you see it? No. Because you're awesome. So I have to tell you, this past uh, this past summer, I did um, I did an experiment. I did 56 days of kindness prior to my birthday, and I invited my friends to help me out to get a 1,000 acts. And during that time, we were heading to, uh, to Europe. So I knew I was going to have to bring some things with me because I needed to do these acts every single day so i made these cards up and they they just say you're awesome and thanks for all you do and some some blank spots to fill in the rest so i also brought chocolate with me <laughs> i handed out more of these cards and there was one man he was uh, in rome and i and i watched him and People can be, when there's crowds of people, they can be rude. And I watched some people be pretty rude to him. And his whole job was to help people get to where they needed to be. Mm-hmm. And um, and at one point, I even kind of just ignored the man. And my husband yelled at me. My husband said, no, you're not, you're not being very kind. So I stood back and I watched him. And he was phenomenal. So I wrote him this note. And I gave him a chocolate. And do you know the man cried? Oh... He cried because no one had recognized him before Hmm. and then I caught him and I actually took a picture of him. I caught him in the corner and he's reading word for word everything that was said. That's one example i've made so many people cry if i can't help
1: you're going to be known as a crying lady soon so
0: simple as you know just acknowledging somebody for the good work that they do
1: and you know it's 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 so simple isn't it and it it, and you always sometimes you don't need to know who did it have you ever gotten something where you know somebody does something for you and you have no idea and you're done i I i've had that happen to me before and i'm like who said this i have to find out who said this
0: oh yeah
1: and and i love it i love it it it, you know it's it's such it it fills your heart up not that knowing isn't nice but there's something about someone that wants to do something for you and they they just are doing it unconditionally because they feel like doing and they don't want to be known
0: oh boy for sure well, let me tell you, um, you know how you go through the, the coffee drive-throughs? Yes, I do coffee. it all the time in Chippewa. <laughs> I swear it started from a lady in Niagara Falls. That, that's that, yes. that be that true. Anyway, um, if I mean, this is gone. This now goes viral everywhere. One of the reports that I read, Starbucks had 10 consecutive hours of people driving through, which I think is neat. And one day, um, one day it happened to me and, um, uh, when I was talking to the the person that was giving the coffee, she said, typically on average 13 cars buy for the other, the other car. And if you think about the impact of that, right, this, the person through the drive through was so happy to be able to say, here's a coffee on the other car. Yes. it Being happy. Um, you are driving away, one act of kindness they say creates four more, buying it for the car behind, they're happier, I mean it's just a win-win. So I was speaking at um, the Niagara Health System, they, they did a thousand acts of kindness and I was wrapping up the event and one of the women there, her name is Nancy, was telling a story how she was in the grocery store and this little man came up to her and kind of tapped her on the shoulder. And said, "Is that your black car, co- your black truck in the driveway?" Well, Nancy's get a little nervous, thinking, "Oh my gosh, you know what happened to my truck?" And he proceeds to tell her that he, he said to her, "You bought me a coffee in the drive-through two weeks ago." Oh my goodness! And, he, and Nancy looked and said, "Oh my gosh, how, oh, how did man. you know?" He said, it, "It was your black your black truck, and I followed you in." And then then it gets better. Then the man said to her, you know, that morning I had such a hard morning. Um, I had just buried my sister. Oh. And you bought me a coffee and it meant so
1: much. It meant so Oh my goodness. Came. Isn't that oh, incredible? I'm gonna cry. Oh
0: my gosh. Oh. So amazing. and you know,
1: you never know what someone's going through. Really, you don't, you know, like just once I remember um just you know, you know, in Chiboa and uh, I was at the grocery store, and I was—I just bought my groceries or something, I put it away, and this lady came up to me, Laurie, out of nowhere, and I think I had like $10 left, right, because I have just bought all my groceries, and she said to me, ma'am, she says, can you lend me some money? And she was telling me that she was going to the church, and the church wasn't there, and she was just an older lady that just... It, it blew, and she goes, I you know, and then they're closed, and I I I don't have, and she opens her wallet right in front of me, like she's close to me at my car, and there's already no money in there, mm-hmm. and I all I had was, t- I said, this is all I have, you know, I'm so sorry, and I gave her ten dollars, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is, it felt like, I don't know, it felt different, but I you know, I was like, you know, I was so glad that I had. You know ten dollars to give but sometimes you never know like you know it could be something so small and we impact we impact people all the time and we may not be aware both good and bad
0: well and you know we, we make judgments about people right why why their life is the way they are why this and i just figure it's not my job to judge somebody's mm-hmm. hungry and Susan Vendetti is an amazing woman in our community, and she's at Start Me Up Niagara, and she taught me that lesson. Um, just our our role isn't to judge, and yes. we say no. And a good friend of mine, her daughter was living on the streets at one point, and she would just pray that people would be kind enough to help her daughter mm-hmm. when she needed it. So we don't know. We don't know what got people in positions, and it doesn't matter, Roxanne when somebody's hungry or they need something and they're asking for it you know
1: and you know i've done uh, i used to have a satellite office at project share Mm -hmm. when i worked with trauma Mm -hmm. and i can tell you that you never know you never know right because um there's so many things out there which unfortunately we know that life can bring so many people things and you never know how it's going to affect people and you know the fact that you are doing something so—I f- mean, my heart is struck by this because I know when I get little acts of kindness, like I go through the drive-through every day and I see the same girls. And do you know now? I'll take you a picture the next time they do it. They'll put rocks with a heart, yeah, or they'll put like a smiley face and have a good one. They take the time they take the time i should probably film it for you next time and send it to you because Uh i think how nice is that that they think you know they just see me every day of course and i always say hi or thank you or whatever but the fact that they take the time just to say have a great one with a big smiley face makes me i'm like oh i'm you know i'm ready to have my coffee as it is but how kind is that you know
0: well, and here's the thing. There's a few things with research. We know that when you're kind, back and forth, um, oxytocin is creative. And oxytocin is yes. that happiness thing. So whether yes. it's through a hug. My husband came home with research that says, Lori, five hugs a day. We do the power <laughs> and, You know, or a, a, the touch with somebody, a handshake. It makes that connection. Oxytocin is a wonderful chemical. Serotonin mm. um, is increased. All of that happens.
1: Absolutely. So
0: research actually shows that when you are kind over a course of six weeks, so if you're kind, not every, and, and the good thing is you don't have to be kind every day, just one day, <laughs> five times, um, five times uh, uh, um, once a week over a course of six weeks. And you're doing kind things that you typically don't normally do. So if you're drawing the happy faces, do something different, might be taking somebody's grocery cart in or whatever. And you will see a boost in your happiness. And my research when I did the 56 days of kindness, people's um, kindness not only or happiness not only increased, but they also started to see the world differently. Mm -hmm. And they started to notice kindness everywhere. So there's so many health benefits um we know that people who are suffering with loneliness right now um, are actually at a greater um elevated risk or higher than smoking for death smoking and obesity wow. so you know you look at uh, we're in a world where people are craving kindness and, mm-hmm. and as you said right that happy face may be useful <laughs> Feels so good, and it made your day. The guy at La Pocos who just took time to be so kind, right, to you. You remember him, and and it's a warm uh, feeling that we need more of.
1: And I think you know, um, really highlighting those people like you're doing, because you know, I I have you know, and what it makes you think about is. know you you get so struck when somebody does it to you that it makes you realize wow like the world is a phenomenal place right and you know and it's whatever you're like you're right you're cultivated in your mind and then you start to see the world through a different lens yes there's lots in the world we all know that and there's lots of things that come up for us but you know taking the breath to enjoy something like that, you know, with us in our, on our bodies, I don't know if you know much about mirror neurons, but the fact, you know, the fact that you're kind um, and it may you meet somebody not so kind, what you do is you actually, after a while, they start to mimic your mirror neurons. That's maybe more positive. And then think about if you're doing that, you know, we have those little invisible things going on in the world. Are we not, are we not doing a great thing in the world?
0: You've got it. Absolutely. And you know, one of the things along with that too, is just even thinking kind thoughts about someone. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of research that shows right now, we we know meditation is good, but the love, kindness meditation is actually the one where it changes and, and strengthens our vagus nerve. And our vagus nerve is responsible for um, slowing our heart rate, a lot, I think a lot in emotional intelligence and boosting our immune system. There's mm-hmm. so many important things that it does. And you get that through whether it's praying about someone else. So, you know, I, I've experienced this with myself is somebody pops in my head and you just pray about them at that point. Or, or you've got somebody that maybe there's been some tension and you're just not feeling about, good about it. Whether you're meditating about that person positively or praying or thinking, um, it changes me, changes me in the way I think. So I want to believe, and maybe you have research about this, that those thoughts also change the other person. I mean, I don't know the scientific basis behind it, but I really do believe that. So yeah. And I think,
1: I think there is a lot of neuroscience that is saying that, that, um, when, like, for instance, myself as a psychotherapist, um, I, can vis- I can see people change after a while, Lori, from, let's say, they come in and they're sad or, they're, you know, they're disconnected. Um, after about, say, five to six to eight sessions, you can see a shift in them. Um, on such, on such a, I can feel it in my heart and in my tummy because I've been, all, all I'm doing is being kind, you know, um, and, and sh- saying to them you are okay just the way you are, not by just even sitting in the same room with them and saying, yes, these things have happened, whatever it is, but you're okay. You know, you're one of a kind, you're special. And sometimes that's all, you know, um, that we need out there, like you said, in the world to be able to uh, give back, whether, you know, I often hear, and I don't know if you've heard that a smile is like a big warm hug. Oh, yeah. Right when you're walking somebody, that, well, how much does it take just to smile at them? Even if it doesn't have to be a full smile, even just an acknowledgement to say, "Hey, how are you doing? Nice to meet you," kind of thing. So I love, I love this. Um, you know, Lori, I I think it's it's going to make such a difference um, out there in the world. Now I want you to. If there's anything, last uh, thoughts you have, I want you to tell everyone where they can reach you. Um, yeah, I know you have an event coming up. Absolutely, I would like you to share it with everyone. I will provide the link when I um, when I send this out so they can also go uh, to, to check out the event that you're going to tell them about.
0: So I'm still learning this whole sh- social media. <laughs> um, um, Lori Flasco and Associates is my Facebook Uh, I just learned I've got a starting to do some things on YouTube and
1: I need some followers
0: so I got 25 now I need up to 100 Roxanne so
1: that's all right well I'm gonna I'm gonna go join right as soon as I hang up with you and Um,
0: that's great and I have a I have an event coming up on April 25th Um, I have two partners Jeremy van and Carolyn Davidson and we are recognizing the great work that administrative professionals do so it's administrative day in April 25th and you know you there's a lot of admin professionals it doesn't have to be your title but anyone who works and supports an organization and we're looking at the kindness advantage and uh, recognizing your greatness also looking at disk which is a, a way of getting along using personality in the workplace so That'll be a fun event in
1: St. Catherine's at Johnny Broncos. Okay, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, always a pleasure spending time with you. Um, generally, it's in person, not over the uh, not over the computer. But um, for the listeners, um, I think what I've learned today is simple things. You know, think of you know when someone crosses your mind, like Lori said, you know, pick up the phone, send a little email. Uh, do something um, kind and think what what little act can I do that could potentially change someone's life, even though I may not know it. And challenge yourself to try to do something um, you know that something like that a couple times a week. So thank you again for listening. Um, you've been listening to Authentic Living with Roxanne. Um, if you'd like anything further um, uh, on authentic, authenticity, uh, you can uh, connect with me. Um, on my website, I do speaking engagements and, and training. Take care, and we'll chat with you again soon. Bye, Lori. Bye,
0: rock Bye. bye, bye. bye.